Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Best Bets Show here on the Field of 68's YouTube channel. We are the three-man weave. Happy to be talking hoops with you on this Wednesday. Shout out to Bet Rivers, our fine sponsor of this show on the Field of 68. It is. It does look like a slow day in the chat. Kind of interesting. Hopefully that livens up. Where's our chat mobbers at? Need our chat mobbers out there. Uh, But Kai, before we get into any chat questions, any outline stuff, let's take a quick look back at yesterday. What did you see that jumped out to you on the Tuesday night hoop slate? Uh, Iowa State and K-State. What a great game. Uh, Both teams are awesome. They're fun. They're two great teams, Matthew. And to think where these two programs were just a couple years ago, Really goes to show you how important coaching is. Coaching matters. Otzelberger and Tang, two of the best in the country, I would say, uh, at least last year or so. Fantastic teams, Matt. I can't wait to watch them in the tournament. I hope they go far. Uh, I agree. Rutgers is my takeaway. Like, just a really, really stinking good team. And Steve Peichel, Um yeah, I think we saw how dominant they were in the non-conference. And maybe we're a little skeptical that they would sustain that as they stepped up, they also had some, uh, you know, a couple of head scratching results there um, at home, but now they just look awesome. And like, I just think they're a great, uh, they're a great matchup against most of those big 10 teams. Like they can kind of match up with some of the more positionless teams like Penn state and Maryland, but they also can dominate you up front and stand tall against the traditional look teams like Purdue and Indiana of sorts. So I just like that Rutgers squad Jimbo. Yeah, they're, they're good. I think you can make the argument. It's Pykele's best team. I fairly easily make that argument, which is wild. With no Harper, with no Baker, always seemed like kind of the, the crucial cogs of that team. Nope, never mind. Uh, end of Syracuse UNC was apparently controversial. I honestly did not see it because I was dialed into Kansas State and Iowa State. That was a, that was a good one as well. Um, but there was some flagrant diciness and offensive foul diciness. So apologies to Syracuse. I think it bit them there. Uh, TCU's a wagon. Kentucky's back. And shout out to Georgetown. A little tip of the cap to the Hoyas. Congratulations. You are off yeah, well tonight. First win in almost two full calendar years in the Big (laughs) East. Wild stuff there. DePaul, not great. Not not a good thing to be known for. It had to be DePaul. It was always DePaul. All right, let's get into the outline. We're talking American to start off. A a rare uh, dip into the American here, but it is a big-time showdown. Matthias Houston coming off a loss for only the second time this year. They're a 10-point favorite on the road at UCF, which is shocking given the way the first game played out. The opener was seven in some places. Cougars have taken a ton of money. Do you agree with that? Do you believe Houston bounces back and and smashes the Knights? Yeah, I don't want to fade Houston in an angry spot, but, um, well, yeah, that first game closed. What was that? Uh, Minus 15. So what? Yeah, minus 10. It's a pretty... I, I just and that game played a lot closer than that closing line, right? I mean, UCF was in that the whole way. I think they match up well with Houston Kai, so I I sort of get the money just from the basic spot angle, but I think it's been overblown. I actually think it's a good spot to take UCF as a little counterpunch. Mm. Yeah, big spread and and UCF you you mentioned so did Jim. They played them close. They they led in the second half. They lost the game by six, but Darius Johnson had a big game. He had seventeen points in that game. Not playing tonight, Michael Durr. Also probably out. Those two guys being out seem to have caught up with UCF the last two games. They've lost two straight. They haven't looked as good. And I think Houston's still amazing. With no Dur, it's a bloodbath in the glass. Houston doesn't turn the ball over. They usually hit threes, not against Temple, but they usually hit threes. And their defense is still unreal. They're going to force UCF to make shots. UCF's been struggling to do that lately. 
Uh, though the number, I think, Jim, favors UCF here, the spot with angry Houston, uh, I, I kind of lean towards the Cougs. Yeah, I I still have Houston rated in the clouds. I believe they're fantastic number one team in the country still. Big time stumble, tough to lose as a 19-point home favorite. That's not great. Uh, but my number still actually leans a little bit towards Houston here. I, I, given the knock that I gave for Darius Johnson and Durr, and I'm just I'm not a total buyer in UCF. I think early they were benefit of or benefiting from really poor opponent shooting. That's also come back to bite them a little bit here. UCF and Tulane putting up big point totals on them. Maybe there was some or excuse me, USF was putting up put up big points. Maybe there's some look ahead for UCF in that loss to South Florida. Like, all right, we want to get after get that revenge against Houston. Uh, and unfortunately, they took a loss in the process, but um I got to stay away because the number I think conflicts with the spot for me here. Next up, we go out West. We're staying out of the power conferences to start here, guys. I, I went eccentric with the outline. San Diego state hosting Utah state. Kai more uh, injury caveats to be made here about this line, but San Diego state has been bet up a little bit. I've seen minus seven at that rivers right now. Uh, I actually am considering the under possibly, but do you have a take on the side here? the Aggies visiting San Diego state. Yeah. These two teams tend to beat each other up at home last year. San Diego state won by 19 at the Ajax center and Utah state returned the favor beat them by 18 at the spectrum center. Uh, the Aztecs Matt, have the major edge on the glass. They're definitely the more physical team of the two, but Utah state is literally the best three point shooting team in the country. San Diego state likes to pack it in. There's probably opportunity for the Aggies to hit some shots. Having said that, I do lean towards the home team. I still think this is the best team in the conference. They're very talented. Seven, a little bit high. I, I, you got me thinking about Utah State a little bit of that number, but I'm still leaning towards the, the Aztecs. Yeah, I like the Aztecs here. It's actually, I get like a lot of the same vibes as, as the Rutgers-Penn State handicap last night. Kind of an odd parallel, but same spread. Um, feels high. Two teams you like, but it's the more physical, more established team at home, and a good spot. Um, at a price that looks bigger than it, but, but I think it played a little actually a smaller number because as Jim's probably going to talk about, this should be a higher scoring game than maybe you might be thinking. I, I kind of like the under with Jim saying, but still it's a 146 total. So that minus seven will play closer to like a minus five. I just like the Aztecs here. I don't love it. Not going to take it, but that's my lean. Yeah, I lean Aztecs as well. No Ryland Jones out there to help create some of those three-pointers that Utah State is so good at. I think, Matt, that's what Penn State ran into last night is against the length and the athleticism that Rutgers had, they they weren't able to create as many great three-point looks. They're a fantastic shooting team, just like Utah State is here, but I'm I'm hesitant to believe they're going to create a whole bunch of awesome looks. Utah State can fly around. Their bigs are mobile enough to close out on the perimeter against uh, funk and, and some of the spacing bigs that uh, that Utah State has. And I, I just, I don't know. Like Kai said, the, the home team has been very, very strong in this matchup in recent history. So I'll tend to lean towards that. And uh, just given the the tempo that San Diego State has played at in league play, I'm tr- I'm leaning towards the under. They played a lot slower than the non-conference, and I think that matters. All right, next up, Xavier at UConn. UConn, man, they have they have really struggled of late. Maybe they wrote the sh- righted the ship after blowing up Butler. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical of that. Uh, note, Matthew, this game is at Gamble Pavilion, not at the XL Center in Hartford. So maybe even a, whole, a slightly better home court advantage. <laughs> I'm curious to see how that plays out for him. But UConn minus six and a half at home against Xavier, who has maybe been the better team over the last you know three or four weeks. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, Xavier looked a little vulnerable last week, but still, I, I think they're all the way legit. Just kind of a tough spot there at DePaul, and I'll, I'll excuse them. Uh, the one thing with Xavier, I just don't trust their perimeter defense. It's like when you watch them, that always stands out to me. Like they have, you would think they have strong perimeter defense with their personnel, but they haven't stopped dribble drive much at all this season. UConn's not exactly, you know, a team that kills you off the drive. I mean, they are athletic, and that's where they, they beat you at the rim, but more going over the top, second chance off the glass, playing through their bigs. Um, and Xavier's got enough, you know, girth up front, let's say to, uh, to, to at least, you know, compete there. I think the number is sharp Kai. Um, you know, so no play for me. I think the home court is notable from Jim though. You know, I think that's a slightly, uh, less, uh, you know, probably a slightly lower home value. I would probably give there than their standard, uh, arena. No, this, yeah, is, the, this is the on-campus arena. This, on-campus. This is oh, this is, this is not the XL. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I think that bad. It's a point in UConn's favor. Yep. Good point. I'm, I'm still... A believer in UConn. I, I've said it every single show, I think. Uh, but yeah, clearly something is amiss of some sort. Uh, coaching, guard play, I don't know. Uh, game one, reminder, UConn led by seven in the second half at Xavier. I think they can cover this game. I know the spread feels a little bit high at six and a half. And of course, we can never forget Portland. That performance by UConn was incredible. Xavier has definitely been the better team lately. Um, hence, I do think this line is a bit high. UConn does combat their size well. They're with uh, Xavier's excellent front court. I think UConn has the pieces to defend that. Maybe they can bother Sully Boom at the point position. Um, I do think UConn wins this game, Jim, but six and a half, I'm not going to lay it, especially against a Xavier team that current form-wise looks better than UConn currently. Yeah, I'm I'm a Xavier lean here for sure. I, I, I'm less sold on UConn long-term than you. Um, I, I just think the guard problems are real. The, the self-creation that they totally lack in the backcourt is an issue. And there's kind of the conflict of, are we better with Sonogo? Are we better with Klingon? I think there's a little bit of last year's Purdue to that, where it's like, do we play the veteran burly guy, Travion Williams slash Sonogo, or the younger guy who kind of makes us a better team in Klingon slash Edie. And that identity conflict is an issue. Uh, Hurley's back and, getting articles written about him at ESPN about he's trying to behave on the sideline. Stop it. That's, yeah, it's BS. that's just ridiculous. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Uh, that's just all PR. Uh, I would lean towards Xavier, but uh, not ultimately betting this one, despite my hesitancies with UConn. I just, I don't have a great gut feel about it. Next up to the Big 12, the one straggler in the Big 12 that did not play last night, West Virginia at Texas Tech. And that they are stragglers in the standings too. Uh, bringing up the rear of the Big 12 right now, Texas Tech winless, West Virginia kind of wallowing down there as well. This line very far off from where Ken Palm has it. At, uh, West Virginia, one-point road favorite, it is actually Texas Tech minus 3.5 in the market. Do you think that that is the, – the market has it figured out? Do they have the right read on it? Uh, where do you Where do you see this one? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with my colleague on this one. I think the market uh, has it wrong. I think Ken Palm. My uh, my data king has this one correct. Just not a Texas Tech guy. I've been beating that drum the last couple of weeks. Um, now, IMAX sounds like he's not going to play. He's dicey. Like, I think people were hoping that maybe he would be a huge uh, boost to this team, like his return spiritually, emotionally, but also just an extra body up front that can, uh, you know, get you a bucket inside, give you an extra depth on the defensive end ups- or inside. It's not really there. And I think this roster, when you look at it, as I have over and over, it just doesn't excite me. West Virginia, I mean, I don't trust them on the road. That's why I didn't bet it, but I think at plus three, that's the right play. Sorry. I was not aware that AMAC was out today. That is news to me. So my write-up for Action Network is moot at this point. <laughs> my 
best bet here. I'm still going with Texas Tech for my best bet. Uh, AMAC being out is huge, but this spot's a home run for the Red Raiders. Um, they need this game. They're 0-7 in the Big 12. Four of their losses uh, are by six points or less in conference play. And a lot of those are without AMAC. Bacho is still uh, a fantastic player inside. I still think they can win this game. This is the easiest game remaining on their schedule in the Big 12. They have to get it. They have to get it. The no-middle defense also, the the style they play defensively, really works well against West Virginia, a team that has struggled to shoot in conference play and needs to get to the line to score. So I'm sticking with Texas Tech despite the injuries. You, you might get a better number if you wait a little bit, but minus three and a half right now is what I'll take about Rivers. Yeah, I think that it's very speculative that he's out, right? It was like a Majeski, I have a source said he's out. I don't know if it's fully reported by your Rothstein's yep. Pippins. Yep, so correct. It's not 100% certain, uh, and that's why I don't think the line has moved quite yet. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we would see it get under three if he's announced officially out. So, yeah, per- perhaps you want to wait and get that better number. Um, I do kind of think this is the Texas Tech gets off the Schneid game. Um, I'm, I'm less of a believer in Westfa than Mr. Matty. And while Texas Tech has not been good, uh, I think they're better than they've shown so far uh, in, in league play. So I think they get their first win here. All right, let's march over to Chat Mob Part 1. And we are uh, managing multiple chats here, Kai, to you. Yeah. What do you got for us uh, so far for Chat Mob? We'll, we'll get it all rounded up and figured out by Part 2 of Chat Mob, but we'll just go with what you got so far. I was Whoa, in, you a ghost chat? I was in the wrong chat, fellas. I, I was in the Field of 68 main chat. Guys, go to the Field of 68 Best Bets channel to watch this show and chat if you want questions answered. I was wondering because my my normal chatters were not in there. I got confused, but we do have questions from this chat and the other one about Wofford and Chattanooga. That's where we're going to start off here, Jim. Uh, a lot of speculation that these are two evenly matched teams. Your thoughts? Jake Stevens probably out. Chattanooga's favored by two. Yeah, with no Stevens, it's hard to really back Chattanooga. I think he's like the fulcrum of their offense and their best interior defender by far. Broken hand, I think, is what he's dealing with. Look at their second half against East Tennessee State last game. Uh, They kind of got out to a strong start. I'm guessing that was a very good Earl game plan without Stevens that ETSU probably hadn't quite prepped for. And then the second half, they got obliterated. Uh, Lost 45-20 to in the second half to East Tennessee State, who was shorthanded themselves. I think that tells you how dire it was for uh, or Chattanooga. That said, I'm not super excited to back Wofford right now, uh, but it would be Wofford or nothing for me there. In the other chat, Matthew, I will respect the other chat for a second here. Good for you. Edward asks about Mississippi State team total under 64 and a half against Alabama. Your thoughts? Yeah, it seems, uh, seems pretty obvious to me, although the full game total has been bet up five and a half. So it seems like someone out there smart presumably thinks points are coming whether it be from mississippi state or bam i'm not sure i don't have a strong take there i think it feels obvious i would lean under sure all right um michael jim tennessee and georgia another sec game not making the outline cut because the spread's huge man is this going to be a game 16 point spread ish favor out of favor of tennessee I would probably say uh, my Georgia hangs around a lot of these really, really big spreads. We've seen dogs kind of hang around. Kai, we had a little bit of an internal reckoning yesterday about stop betting these big favorites in league play like Toledo, who really struggled to get away. Uh, and I kind of think t- Tennessee might have the same issue. South Carolina is the exception on a lot of these big spreads. I think that team is blowoutable, but Georgia's more feisty than that. Mike White is a competitive underdog. I would, I would lean towards Georgia. Question about Louisville and Boston College. 
I like the under in this game, guys. I, I think both teams really struggle to score. I think they both play slower in conference play. Louisville has gotten burned in transition a lot this season. Boston College is terrible in transition, and they don't even look to run. So the under is the way I'm going in that game. From Scott in the best bets chat, Jim Calbath versus UT Arlington. Short spread is what I remember. Uh, I think it's four-ish in favor yeah, of four. Cal Baptist. Four is what I had seen too. Um, I, I was surprised by it being a little that, that low, but Cal Baptist hasn't been that great so far this season, to be quite honest. Uh, I think people had higher expectations for them coming into the year. So the spread is probably justified where it's at, uh, but I would still lean away. I just think they're better than Arlington. I, I haven't been a big Arlington guy this year. I know. I've been on Arlington every damn game, and I still like Cal Bap here. So I think this is, <laughs> you know, it feels like a square side, but I, I think this is the right play. Adam asks, Matt, is Vermont laying eight points too big against Binghamton on the road? Eight and a half at Bet Rivers. God, it got slammed in it. I like Vermont at the opener. Um, I, I do think this is a Vermont rises game like they kind of sense that this is a, an important one thing it's been playing much better obviously in conference i i can't lay it at eight and a half though i guess like you could argue being it's a good play now at this number brant asks about tulane and wichita jim the green wave i believe are off a loss if i'm not mistaken uh they're plus one at the roundhouse yeah i kind of like tulane i just think they're better um i'm sure matt will agree matt hates wichita he thinks they would lose to liu this year uh but tulane's better uh, they've been kind of an over machine as well in league play. Constant efficiency. Their offense has been kind of fireworks. Uh, so lean towards the over, but definitely like Tulane on the number. Quick note there. I don't know why if the market hasn't seen this or it's priced in, but Kevin Cross is not playing tonight. He's going to be out for a second straight game. That's it was confirmed good. like in a write-up like this morning. So uh, I just was doing some late due diligence there, Kai. He's major, yeah. Wink, wink. Um, it's sort of a dummy for those you wanted. But I still took Tulane. I think they're... they're uh, they win without him, um, but I'd maybe like to wait for a better number if the market sniffs that out. Yeah. I don't know. They lost to Tulsa without him, and Hunter really made it in the preseason. Was like he makes us go. Like all the dribble handoff stuff they do is him. Yeah, he like triggering. He that. brings it so, off the glass. Yeah, he's good. He's I, really important. That, that's a good catch, Matthew. Now that you said that, I like him a lot less. Matthew, you get Nebraska and Northwestern. Northwestern is minus two and a half at the Cornhuskers. I like Northwestern. Um, I don't like it at two and a half. I don't like betting a stale Northwestern number in general, but I do think it's the right side here. Um, Nebraska had a little fun resurgence, but now with the lack of depth and the injuries that they've uh, withstand, I just think they sort of crumbled back to the old Nebraska of sorts. A little more competitive, but not quite as feisty. These are low numbers for conference games, especially against a good Northwestern team. Let's go back to the chat while I round up, excuse me, the rundown while I round up the rest of the chat questions. Jim. Beautiful. That'd be great. I'll dish to or to Matt for the first game here to give you a little time to gather yourself. You're, you're putting on a, you. a big time performance over Thank there. Thank you. Juggling Captain. a lot of balls. Yeah, you sure are. You've right. always got balls in your hand. I do. All right. Matt, Wake Forest at Pitt. Panthers lay in three. They've been one of the best ATS teams in the country this year, 14 and five, top five in the nation in against the spread cover percentage. The other trend worth noting here is Wake Forest has nine straight overs. Is that something, Matt, that we should be like jumping on? Wake Forest is scoring crazy efficiently. We should be on every single over. Or is that a little bit of a mirage and something you're not totally buying in on yet? No, I kind of buy. I know Forbes has bemoaned their defense, too. So you kind of get a two-part uh, advantage there with that angle. I This is something where if I jump on a trend at this point, it's going to lose. So, uh, But I, I think that angle probably has some runway, Jimbo. I like Wake Forest on the side, Kai, plus three. Um, 
even against the pit team that I like, I like Lake Forest just as much and not sure. I just think they're a better team. So this line implies they're equals. I don't see it that way. I like Wake. Spot's not terrible. Um, so I like the Deeks. Yeah, kind of a pivotal game for both teams, both six and three in yeah. the ACC. Hunting quality wins. Both teams off a loss. I will say coaching edge massively favors Wake Forest. I know Capel's been covering this season, but Steve Forbes, way better coach than Jeff Capel. We can we can all uh, safely say. Pitt's been able to find success this year behind Blake, Hith- Blake Hinson and Jamarius Burton. They've been stellar this year. Wake's defense is certainly lacking. I think the Panthers can score, but Wake's offense has been solid. They take care of the ball. They can shoot lights out. Pitt's defense decent, but I think Wake can, they can pick its spots, find its spots. I kind of agree the line's where it should be, to be honest. I do think these teams are pretty much equal, especially the way they've been playing this season. I, I would like to think Wake is better. That's not what we've seen so far uh, in play. So I'm staying fully away. I agree with your Wake lean, Matt, in principle. Yeah, I'm a stubborn Wake is better guy as well, yep. uh, despite how well Pitt has been playing. Uh, Matt, I did see I, I, our our guy Russ was going back and forth with some Duke fans who were like, can't believe Shire's our coach. Wish they had hired Capel. And I was like, oh, Shire's no. awful. Shire's it's awful. gotten to that point where people yeah, are Shire's terrible. Capel? It's horrible. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Gosh. It's tough, Maybe my, my, probably my worst take of the offseason, for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I was just terrible. very surprised to see that like it had turned to all right. We need Capel, we need Dawkins, we need Amaker. That's a consensus opinion, I think, in the Duke, uh, the Duke realm for sure. It's a one, it's a one year sample. I, I don't think anyone would have been saying that if Pitt was having a year it had last year. Uh, all that said, yeah, I do kind of lean towards the over. I think Pitt's been a pretty solid over team without Hughley. Uh, just a lot more playmaking out there, not as bogged down to a, a big man that they have to play through. And Wake trends towards over big time lately. Uh, and then, as I said, I think. Wake's a little better, getting three points on the road. I'd be a deke if I had to bet this game. Next up, one I think we all tend to agree on, at least from a gut sense. Curious how we feel about the number here. Kai, I'll go to you first. Auburn hosting Texas A&M. Auburn a four-point home favorite in the jungle. My gut just said, man, A&M's trending up. I don't really trust this Auburn team. I'm sure Matt's going to make a lot of points about uh, how he doesn't trust them either. How do you feel about where this number's at and just your gut sense on this game? It's come yeah. down pretty far, man. Yeah. Oh, it's sorry. Kind of we, we're we're kicking Kai first here. Kicking to me. Go. Yeah. You have it. Have it. My fault. Take that. Get in your locker. Anxious. Uh, Anxious. Yeah. It's come down a lot, man. Four. That is getting to the point where I think it's kind of low. I loved it at six. Wasn't there long. Five and a half. Wasn't there long. Five even. Um, Auburn's been pretty immortal at home this season. Four and six against the spread. I think AM has plenty of size, plenty of athleticism to compete can win the battle inside, get to the foul line. Auburn loves to foul a lot, Matthew. Also, I've said this a few times elsewhere, Texas A&M, number four in the country, in Bart Torvik since January 1st. Buzz has them firing on all cylinders. That's about a six-game sample size. Kind of small, but still, maybe relevant. Um, I do lean A&M here, but the line's gotten hammered. I, I, I can't recommend it. Yeah, it's just too too low at this point. I mean, it, here's the thing with AM. I still kind of want to take the money line at like a banged out price. Like if you're if you're mad you missed the better price, I, I still think there's a little value um on the money line um for no real good sound solid or sound logic there. But here's my general AM take. When AM gets hot, it's a type of team that I think gets really hot when they're hot. Like they feed off energy, their depth, the way they pressure, get after the glass, you know, that Buzz Williams factor. So I think it's a type of team that they're a good one to write a streak on, I guess, Jim. Yeah, and they had won seven straight. Yes, they lost to Kentucky, but I think that might say a little more about how Kentucky's kind of figured some things out. 
Uh, right. Props to them. So I'm not really knocking AM for this, but I'm with you guys. I, I wrote down this line's just been sniffed out. Like the fact that it's down below five. Okay. You've got it. Yeah. Well done. Tip right. your cap. Right. Ken Palm has it at seven. Like th- there's clearly people that just see something here. And sadly, I agree with them. All right. Next up, Wisconsin at Maryland to College Park, Matthew. Maryland, a five point favorite at home. You have been a big backer of the Terps so far this year, supporter of, hey, they they weren't maybe quite as good as they were to start the year, but definitely not as bad as they were in the some of the follow-up games. How do you see this one? I, I have a hard time seeing Wisconsin losing any game by five. They're just pesky. Um, but where do you land here? Yeah, I, I love Maryland Moneyline. It's just it's a kind of stupid angle at oh, minus five. But, like, I'm with you. I'm Just the Wisconsin factor doesn't give me confidence to lay five with Maryland. Um but I do think Maryland wins this game. I just think they're better, and I'm still not a Wisconsin guy. I'll continue to beat that drum, even though they've gotten healthier. That offense is disgusting. Uh, just if you can't get some going through wall, which I think in this match they probably should be able to. Um, it's just like, all right, Chucky Hepburn forcing mid-rangers, just a lot of stagnant movement that's getting nowhere. I I like Maryland here. I just think the price is a little bit, little bit uh, high for me, Kai. Yeah, Kyle, I'll just jump in real quick. I'll throw it in. With Wall, they have not lost the game by more than three. They've lost by one in OT to Kansas, by three to Wake Forest, by three to Northwestern. Like, Wall's a difference maker, and they just hang oh, yeah. around. Yeah, it's it's a completely different team with Wall. Um, I'm stat- suddenly still a Badger believer because of that. Now, Klesmet being out, he hurts them. Yeah, uh, His offense is very vital. He can shoot the ball, which is a rarity on that team outside of him. Maryland's good though, still too. I, I still believe in this team as well. They hung tough at Purdue, came back and and made it a game at the end. Protect home as well. Maryland nine and one at home this year, seven and three against the spread. They certainly do well at, on their home court, <clears throat> but it's going to be a low low possession game here. It's going to be ugly. I think that favor was favors Wisconsin. Can the Badgers score? They need to hit outside shots. But I also think Jim, I agree with Matt, or maybe you said it. The flex offense, the the cuts, I think are there inside against the Terps. They're their poorest defense. I think Wall finds success. And then Wisconsin's defense is always tough, especially with Wall. They force turnovers. They play rock-solid help defense. I think the Badgers here at five. Yep, I like the Badgers at five as well. Uh, made it lower than that. Um, this this one would be a, a bet for me here <clears throat> at five. I just I think they're feisty. They, they are well-coached. They hang around with the game. Like, we've kind of gone over all the results and stuff. Don't need to beat that in the drum. The one thing with Klesmit, I said, I think before the Northwestern game, when I best bet them, I was like, oh, he's their fifth best player. It's fine. But the drop off on their bench without him is so bad. Like you're playing a lot of Carter Gilmore, Isaac Lindsay and Marcus Ilver. And those guys are, I'm sorry, but they're useless. And you're just basically stuck with your top five. They got a career game from Jordan Davis and still couldn't beat Northwestern. That's 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 a concern. So at five, still like him to just kind of be pesky, but. Uh, not quite a home run bet without Klesman in there. All right, last one on the outline. Big one in the SoCon. Samford, undefeated Samford Bulldogs. Matthias, on the road at Furman. They're a four-and-a-half-point dog at Furman. The Paladins, the preseason favorite, looking to even up this race or, or get at least within one game. But our guy, Quest Glover, is back. Big-time score. He scored 20 points in 25 minutes in his return. Does that swing the uh, the anvil in favor of Sanford on the road here? I don't know. I still like Sanford a lot more at home. Um, I was kind of leaning Furman just on the spot and maybe just a, a fade of the Sanford rocket ship. 
um, and maybe a slight fate of the overreaction to Glover coming back because we know they played really well without him to start conference play. However, I still don't trust Furman all the way. Uh, defensively, they played much better defensively the last two games against Chattanooga and Wofford. I kind of think Richie has maybe tuned a few dials there to make them competitive on both ends. I am tempted to take it at the cheaper price, Mr. McKeon. I'm going to wait for four. Hopefully it touches four, but nothing for me currently at four and a half, five. Yeah, major SOCOM battle here. I can't believe Sanford's 8-0 in this league, uh, despite missing Case Glover for seven of those games. Now he's back, and that's massive. He's their best player, the best scorer, the best handler. But I still think Firm is the best team in this league. They're not immune to head-scratching losses, head-scratching moments, because their depth really isn't there. It's Bothwell, Slauson, and it's not much else, unfortunately, for Furman. Um, it should be an up-and-down game. I, I think uh, points, points, points. I think possessions are higher in this game as well with Glover back in the fold. Lots of shooting on both sides. Minus four and a half seems pretty low to me, Jim. I, I think Furman outclasses Sanford here and kind of reminds them they're the best team in the SoCon. Yeah, I like the over, and I think that helps like the favorite because I think there's going to be a lot of possessions. Furman can can find ways to score repeatedly. And Sanford, man, I just don't think they're going to shoot almost 40% from three in league play. They're at 39.2 right now. I don't buy that continuing. Um, so, yeah, with, with Glover back, I think Sanford is willing to play a little faster. Furman's defensive issues will still show up. So favorite bet there would be the over. Uh, I'm surprised that it's, I had seen it come down a point from 152 to 151. And I, that, that shocked me with Glover back. I would think he would make it trend over. All right. That is it for the outline. Kai, back to you for chat mob part two. Hopefully we have given you time to round up everything that's been coming in with those chats. From Tooch, VCU, George Mason. Matt, VCU has been rolling lately, but eight points. Seems like a lot. They're hosting George Mason. Yeah, it seemed too high. Uh, I didn't take it, but I kind of like the angle of just ride this VCU train right now. I think they're just a good little uh, mini rocket ship at the moment. St. Bonaventure is hosting Fordham. Bonnie's minus three and a half at home, Jim, against Fordham. Where'd you say the game is, Kai? It's at St. Bonaventure, Olean. (laughs) Take St. Bonaventure. That's yep. been pretty much the story yep. of their season. Bet them at home, fade them on the road. You are 15-2 and two against the spread if all you did was bet on St. Bonnie's at home and fade them on the road. Also, they're 10-0 and 0 against Fordham in the last 10 games. They kind of dominate Fordham. Fordham hasn't beaten St. Bonaventure since 2013, in fact. Nearly a decade. Oh, wow. a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of stats there. You're welcome. Uh, next one from Metric Panda. St. Joe's, George Washington. We're staying in the A-10, Matthew. I got... Joe's is a four-point dog on the road at Bet Rivers. Almost took George Washington first half as my best bet on this program, so I like the Colonials coming off a huge win against Dayton. So yeah, you could argue it's a letdown spot, or sorry, yeah, a little sleepy spot here. I don't see it that way. I just think they're better than St. Joe's. They're playing really well. St. Joe's is playing better. I'm getting they the credit are. there, they're but good. they are they're playing a little better. But uh, G Dub is as if not more talented and better coached. So I like the Colonials. Yeah, G Dub's resurgence is is like a new coach. I get it. Billy yeah. St. Joe's, I don't buy that it's going to be sustainable. Jim, you get Butler and Providence. 10-point oh. spread in a Big East matchup. Butler's gotten crushed by better teams. Do they get crushed once again? Holding my nose and taking Butler here, guys, because, wow. man, they like it for abysmal. You. But um, Providence is a big favorite. Isn't something that I'm super optimistic about. I think they kind of like landed on the... The number against DePaul over the weekend was like opened 11, maybe closed nine and a half, and they pushed the opener. 
I think Butler still has potential to show some life, but I just I would not recommend betting it. Like they're so bad. They've lost six games by 20 plus in league play already. Uh, they could get blown yeah. out here. And I'd feel What's real Manny, yeah. The whole Manny Bates thing has just been like, that's been a calamity. So Matthew from hot dog, you get Campbell hot diggity. at high point. It's pick at bet rivers. Your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, how much lower can High Point go? I I think this is a. I'm not going to take him today as a as a buy low. I actually like the Camels. I think basically a pick um, and a Carolina based matchup. Not a lot of home. I think the Camels execution uh, outperforms the High Point athletes. Matt, keep the mic because you're going to talk Hoosiers, Gophers, Indiana minus nine and a half at the barn. Are my Hoosiers back? I don't know. Hey, maybe. Back. Back. Um, I'm not betting them tonight. Though. I think it's a tricky spot against a feisty Minnesota team. Although you look at Minnesota's home road splits, guys, they have been bad at home. I made this point on my bet US show earlier. It's almost like Minnesota is better when they're unsuspecting on the road as a sleepy dog catching a sleepy home spot. But like they've been really bad at home. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, Dawson Garcia believes out for this game. He does matter. Yep. But still, uh, I th- I kind of like Indiana. Man, Minnesota like good effort against Michigan because Jeff Howard went out. Good effort against uh, Ohio State, but said Key was like kind of coming back from being banged up. Didn't start was, that game. Wisconsin was wall based as well. Actually, yeah, you, you could really put a, a dent in all of the uh, the Minnesota games recently. No Carrington, fun. also I think for them to go with no Garcia. Yeah. Jim Big South from Dre UC Ash UNC Asheville against Presbyterian Asheville is minus nine. They are tied for first place in that conference. Yeah, I think Presbyterian's been. Pretty awful without Winston Hill. He seems like he might be done for the year. Nothing officially reported on that, but we haven't seen him in quite a while. Um, I I was tempted to take the over, but Asheville is playing slower in league play than I thought, than I expected. I thought they'd get up and down. And Presbyterian drags drags games into the mud, which gives them a chance to hang around. Uh, So I didn't end up betting side or total on that. Matthew, Maine is hosting UMass Lowell, the current first place, well, team in the America East Lowell is minus seven on the road. Your thoughts? Yeah, they took a lot of money. I kind of like that, but I'm not going to bet Lowell at a bad price against Maine at home. Maine at home always scares me. You just, you feel like that's always a, it, it could be worth a 10 point home at any certain part of the year. I just don't, I don't mess with that. UMBC is in the road to NJIT. Eileen UMBC, not a whole lot of feel there. They're just a lot better. Who knows? America East has been weird this year. Jim from Paris, Bradley, and Illinois State. Bradley back at home. Uh, usually do pretty well there. 15-point spread seems pretty big, though. Yeah, that's a little too big for me. It's a big rivalry game, the the I-74, I believe yeah. it is, from yeah. Peoria to, uh, to Illinois State. So I would probably lean towards Illinois State getting the points. But, again, they have been, like, one of my true whack-a-mole teams. Don't bet. Uh, so I'm sitting out maybe kind of like the over. But, again, I just don't bet Illinois State games, Jim. Remember that. Matthew in the Patriot League. Lehigh has been a tank lately. They are minus three on the road against Holy Cross, a team that looks, frankly, pretty good so far. Who do you like there? Yeah, I like Holy Cross, but number feels low because Lehigh, you're right, has been pretty good. So I did nothing there for me. Um, but I kind of like, I echo Jim's point he made, I think, earlier this week. Holy Cross is decent. I think they did a little non-conference rope-a-dope. They, yeah, they do it every year. They're like, even Nelson said it on in preseason. He's like, we, we just try to figure things out in the, in the non-con. Be nice. Asks about Western Carolina and Citadel. Jim, your thoughts. I'll get the spread for you. Um, oh, so it's like six and a half, seven, seven, of course. Now at Bet rivers, I don't like 
trying to figure out Western Carolina. They're tough. They've been playing a lot slower in league play. Um, this would be an under for me, Kai, if I had to bet anything in this game, not taking a side. Matthew from Metric Panda. His first question is the Archie Miller return. Well, I guess he's hosting Dayton. Archie Miller, the new coach of Rhode Island, is hosting Dayton, his old team. They are nine-point dogs at home and a pretty good home court, in my opinion, in Rhode Island. Your thoughts? Yeah, Rhode Island stinks. Like They've had a couple of competitive efforts when they've gotten carry back, and I think Dayton smacks them here. I haven't been able to trust Dayton. Um, I think Dayton gets them tonight, though. Yeah, I think Dayton kills him. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm with Jack Stone. Dayton's going to kill him. This is a game Dayton wins by like 25. It's like it's know, 12 yeah, to 2 at the first TV timeout, and it's just. They've been bad with Malachi Smith back. It's really strange. It's like their yeah. whole. Their they're, aura they're, is yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, ETSU and Mercer. Five points spread. Mercer's favored by five in this game. Hmm. Yeah, Mercer shouldn't be five point favorites over anybody. I know ETSU's got some injuries, but they just beat Chattanooga without Stevens, I get. But they just beat Chattanooga by 16. I think there's some talent on that roster. Tipler out is is harmful. That's a big-time shooter that you're missing there. Uh, but with Jancic, they've been a lot better on the court. Uh, when when he plays, they have been a lot better, and he's been in lately. So I would lean towards ETSU. Mercer, I, ugh, I don't know. They're, they're kind of – they can give up a 15-point run in any moment. Yeah. Uh, Richmond and UMass from Steven here. All I got to say is, Frank Martin, stay off social media. Quit it. Just quit it. He called his players children the other day. They can't handle the criticism. I bet he calls them men in practice. That's two-faced from Frank Martin. I don't like it. Quit addressing them, addressing fans like that. I can't stand it. Uh, UMass plus son. one. He's terrible. Quit he's not good son. He's awful. I mean, careful. He's going to go after you. Uh, next one. I got three from Pat here. I, I had to catch up with Pat. Navy, Bucknell, Patriot League. Matthew, you're a Patriot guy apparently today. Plus two and a half Bucknell at home. I wrote down Navy yesterday. I uh, just kind of forgot to put it in the old bet sheet, Kai, and woke up this morning, did some stuff, made some breakfast, and I was like, oh, crap, it's two and a half, and I decided to pass. So Navy is a lock tonight, Jim. I think the uh, Sea Troops destroy the Bison. Yeah, I lean towards Sea Troops as well. And Jim, you get Winthrop hosting Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern's been pretty good lately. Winthrop they is have- minus four and a half at home. Charleston Southern is the best offense in the Big South in league play. Like That mm-hmm. shocked me when I saw that. Winthrop is like not Winthrop anymore. Prosser has slowed them down. They don't have a prolific offense at all. They don't really have interior defense either. Um, I actually think Chuck South is just playing better and would probably lean that way. Uh, To address Ray's question on the Dayton Rhode Island total, I suppose I lean towards the under in that game. Um, Tough's taken over with those two teams, to be honest. Rhodey's tempo's amped up a little bit in in league play, but their offense is so bad. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you, how are they going to score? Uh, and then finally, Fort Wayne against IUPUI. IUPUI is like 11 and 2 in the last 13 games against the spread, something like that. I gave up trying to fade them. They just backdoor every game. I don't understand. It's like teams just yeah, give they're, up. Right. They're just like, whatever, man. Just just get inside the number. Who cares? There, so I'm saying there like, might be pity on the other side of teams, too. It's like, oh, you just yeah. never win, do you, IUPUI? Right. Uh, all right. That does it for the mob. Let's get to best bets. I'll lead us off. Texas Tech minus three and a half. Reminder. Um, yeah, I wasn't aware AMAC might be out. However, guys, Texas Tech's one and two against the spread with AMAC. They were competing with those teams before he even got in the lineup. I don't think he's a deal breaker. I still think they can win this game, cover this game. Um, three and a half points. You might get a better number if you wait, if he's out. 
to you, Matt? Uh, I think it's me. Oh, I haven't talked about this game yet. How fun. South Florida, the Bulls going to Temple. Sorry, uh, Harry and Temple contingent. I'm just trying to fade the old Temple oscillation seesaw. Uh, obviously just want to add Houston. That was very notable. Got to think this is the all-time letdown sleepy spot here. I guess a team in South Florida I kind of like. This game closed a two. First time they met. Um, so it's an eight point overreaction. Like I know we can agree Temple's better since then, but South Florida's also better since then. Um, like undeniably. So I kind of like the single here. Um, kind of pick off a spot where I don't think home means much. Game should be fairly up tempo, Jim. I think that's kind of the misconception that this game's be ugly. I think efficiently, efficiency wise, it is ugly, but they did be a little sporadic last game. I think they uh just take South Florida and what it looks to be an ugly helter skelter affair, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, South Florida actually being able to score is shocking. And it just feels like Temple is like the team most prone to situational get hype or let down type stuff. And there you go. You've got it after the Houston win. Uh, yep. Chat has sniffed out my best bet, unsurprisingly. Army at American under 135. Ground troops have been playing much slower in Patriot play. American has been kind of a go to under squad all season for me with their uh, pretty stingy defense and massively slow tempo. So. Uh, I'm getting predictable, Kai, but if the predictable wins, I won't I won't fight yeah, it. Whatever. So under 135 there for me in Army and American. That wraps it up for today. Thank you to both chats for uh, participating. In the future, we will be taking almost all, probably all questions from the Best Bets chat. We'll make sure to get that uh, link tweeted out before the show so that you're in the right chat and asking uh, the questions in the right place. But we'll be back tomorrow. 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, talking a big Thursday slate, man. Lots of lots of Pac-12 action tomorrow. We'll get to that. Uh, but thank you for tuning in today. Good luck in your bets. See you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.